gentlemen, boys and gals, welcome back to Drunken Brownie Bits, episode 7. Uh, pretty long layoff, um, but we're ready to go, ready to jump back into this, get this thing rolling again. Music, how you doing tonight? Um, Sunday night aren't my favorite to do recordings, but... We got brew, and we're going to have a good show. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, got, got a good amount on store for you guys. Um, might be a little rusty, such a long layoff. Music, I know you might be. Solid vacation you took there, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, absolutely exhausting, but... I enjoyed it, and I'm ready to get back to work. Where'd you go? Uh, Daytona Beach, Florida. Ooh, cool. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, well, now you're back talking about the fucking Browns, and that's all that matters. Uh, so let's get right into this. What are you going to be drinking tonight for episode seven? Uh, new kind of beer not new as the sense it's brand new but new to the show it is labat blue oh no i'm just kidding all right cool labat blue how many you got i uh, got a nice 12 pack cool beans um i am i'm not drinking any beer tonight Surprisingly, I'm going back to the liquor side of things, even though it got out of, a little bit out of hand last time with the Tito's. I don't even know what episode that was, but tonight, nothing too fancy, nothing different, no weird fucking uh, brewery or, you know, slipping into Pineapple Coastal, whatever the fuck. I know you don't like that slip word. Uh, I have a bottle of Jack Daniels Tennessee honey. So I'll just. Oh, wow. You took my advice. Yeah, I knew somebody had told me. I couldn't remember who I was talking to that when I went to the liquor store, I wanted to get this. I'm pretty sure I've had it like one other time, but yeah. I'll be Jack Daniels, Tennessee, honey. It's just be sipping on this on the rocks in my uh, Muni Lot drinking team cup from Cleveland Clothing. Uh, Yeah, good deal, though. So that's what we'll be having to drink tonight, folks. Uh, We'll be having plenty of it. So... I promise as the show goes on, it will get better and funnier and louder and more nonsense. And that's what it's all about. That's what drunken brownie bits is all about. But with further ado, let's go on and get on to the fucking Browns. Main topic number one for this episode, we're going to talk about after all the moves and trades and all that stuff that's happened and we've already talked about it, and we're just going to 
speak on what we think now we might do with our second round pick in the upcoming draft. Um, Cause that we could still get a pretty solid player there. Uh, Guzik, who, what position or is there a guy you even have your eye on in, in the second round? Um, well, before we get into that, I know we were going to post a poll about this. So we also want to get your guys' feedback on this question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, we were talking about earlier, April, we're going to talk about this episode will be posted in April. Uh, and the Browns do not have a first-round pick, as we obviously all know. Uh, I do believe their first pick in the draft will be at number 49. Mm-hmm. And I know me and you have had previous discussions about this. I, I think I think this is going to be a. It's still going to be a defensive player. It's still the deepest position in the draft. Uh, whether it be a linebacker or a safety, I think it'd be one of those two positions, more than more than maybe a lineman or something else on the offense. Yeah. Um... I agree. I I don't think – I can't see us trading up into the first round or anything like that. I think we've already made our big-time moves, and I think we just stay put at 49. And I, You know, you could take best available player, but if the best available player is like a receiver, which I don't think it will be anyways, then no. I like you – I think like you said, I think – It'll be a linebacker or a safety or a D lineman. Probably. Uh, All right. Welcome back, folks. Sorry about that. I guess one of us uh, has some shit-ass connection or dumbass headphones. One or the other. I don't know. Guzik said he couldn't hear me. Uh, We were talking about the Browns, what they might do with that second-round pick at pick 49. Um, Guzik, I could hear you, so hopefully that's on there. And this isn't completely fucked, but uh, I'll just jump back into what I was saying. I I also think – I don't think it's going to be on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Clearly, I mean, I think there's no way – I think it'll definitely be either a safety linebacker or defensive lineman. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm trying to pull some guys here who may be available around that pick. Um, do you have a certain preference yourself or? Um, honestly, probably a bad move on my part, but I was so focused on people we were going to draft at 17. I knew we would go into the later rounds uh, further as we get closer to the draft, but as of right now, uh, no, I'm not in love with anybody at that at that pick at 49. So I still need to do a lot more research before I say I definitely want a player like that. Um, no, I got no one right now. What about out of it, like, I know you said maybe offensive line, D-line, linebacker, or is there one position that you would rank number one? I have 
safety and linebacker at like 1A and 1B because I think they need a starter there. And I think you can get a starter with a second-round pick. Uh, when it comes to defensive line and offensive line, positions like that, you could still build depth in the third, fourth, fifth rounds as you develop those players, and they don't have to be immediate starters. So I would put safety and linebacker both at number one. Okay. I Yeah, I would put linebacker at number one. I just think what happened last year when Kirksey got hurt and Schobert got hurt, our defense – which already wasn't very good. I know we talked about it before. People like to think it was good. It was all right at the beginning of the year for, for, for the uh, few, first few games. But once injuries started piling up and things like that, they were ranked 29th the whole season in total defense. That's not good. That's fucking horrible. Um, but I have – so, yeah, I would pick – I would pick linebacker probably linebacker safety d-line top three where we should go at with that second round pick um i have nbc sports pulled up here it's a what the first 86 picks 85 picks mock draft and they have us this is by Ben Standig. I don't know who the fuck that is. Uh, I don't really – I don't know if I like this. He has us taking Amani Orowari. I don't know how to say that shit. What the fuck does that – Penn State corner? I don't want that because Penn State just had Hugh Jackson come and talk to them. So that's not cool. Um, uh, corner's not a huge need for me right now. I know they'll address it in the draft, but yeah, no. I, well, my problem with this guy's like mock draft. So they got he's got him taking Amani or whatever the fuck, and he's six foot at three interceptions, and he he's a senior. And then the next pick at number 50, they have Minnesota taking Draymond Jones. I would much rather have Draymond Jones at 49 than whoever the fuck this guy is. I, I mean, it's tough to look into someone's mock traps. I, I wouldn't look too much into it. Obviously, well, yeah, he I, doesn't know what John Dorsey's going to do. He doesn't know what anyone wants to do. So I, fucking, I wouldn't look too I much into it. absolutely hate mock drafts. I'm just saying if – I don't know. If I was John Dorsey and I had my choice between these two guys sitting at 49, I would go Draymond Jones. I mean, that guy – Right, and I, I, I agree with you. Rounder. I agree with you. Yeah. So, um, no, let us know. Comment us um, at Drunk we'll, Bits. And I know we're going to post a poll about that, so we are interested to see your results. I'm sure we'll mention it in the next week's show. Yeah, uh, but but Go it's ahead, I just want to I mean positions I they obviously won't address there are definitely going to be running back, wide receiver, quarterback. I I don't see them addressing defensive line there either. I really don't. Unless there's just a player that fell so far in the draft, they just have no choice but to take them. Draymond Jones. I possibly yeah. I I, I really 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 think it's going to be a safety. I really do. 
This, yeah, and I don't even know why the fuck I have this dumbass thing pulled up. This guy has Hakeem Butler falling to pick 51. Um, There's wow. no <laughs> way. There's no fucking way. That'd be another person you might take. Uh, so, the, I mean, the, the question that comes up is, who do you, it's a second round pick. It's not your number 17. What do you do? Do you, do you do what some teams get burned by doing? They draft by need, or do you just take the best available player at 49 and call it a day? Right. Because if fucking Hakeem Butler or like Paris Campbell is sitting there, uh, that would be pretty tough just to fucking absolutely stack your fucking offense more than it already is. That's, uh, that's a good point. I, I mean, I, I mean, if, it, if you think it's hard to predict what John Dorsey's going to do in the first round, I, I think it becomes even harder to predict what he's going to do in the second round. Well, last year wasn't really that hard. Uh, Austin Chubb. Corbett kind of, uh, well, yeah, Nick Chubb, I, I was a guy I definitely wanted. Uh, Austin Corbett was not a name on my radar last year. What pick was Chubb? 34, 35. So what did we have? We had the first pick of the second round and then another one. We had the Texans second round pick too. So we picked 33, got Corbett and then picked like 35 or 36. Uh, he was 35. So yeah, I, I think I said that. So like a pick later. Okay. Two picks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we don't fucking know. Whatever. Just, I'm still interested in the draft. I'm still going to watch because I fucking love the NFL draft. I don't know what it is about it. It's just like a fucking, it's like reality TV. Like, it's, I don't know, it's exciting. Who knows? Maybe I'll be sitting there fucking watching. And actually, the cool thing is, and might actually be able to do an episode, I, I'll be in Myrtle Beach that weekend. So, yeah, I'll be repping the brownies down in Myrtle Beach. Um, hopefully, we can get an episode recorded while I'm down there. Um, yeah, you got anything else to add? Who do you think? Anyone? No? I mean, we'll see. We're still going to get uh, a good player. Uh, it's just going to look... If you want to take the best player available, that's fine. It's just if it's not a safety or a linebacker, we go into the season and we start getting exposed because we ha- we don't have the depth or we don't have that safety we need. It's something that's going to come back and haunt us. So it's just yeah, it's an interesting. Just interested to see what uh, what our fans think when we when we put up this poll, what they want and what they feel like we need. Honestly, that's a good point because we saw how bad the Chiefs defense was with no secondary players. I mean, they had, they had, it didn't cost them though. D linemen. They had some stud line. Yeah, you're right. It didn't cost them. Um, I don't think, I don't think that's the reason they didn't go to the Super Bowl. Uh, no, they had, the maybe, Super Bowl I, I mean, or... I mean, maybe though, because they had, you're right. That penalty, that penalty. And then they go to the Super Bowl, but, they had a real tough time in, in the fourth quarter and overtime getting off the field on third and long. 
Oh yeah. But uh, sorry, I was looking at something on Twitter, a highlight from that Purdue Virginia game. I'm still fucking sick to my stomach for Purdue. But all right, getting off topic. Let's let's go ahead and move on. Main topic number two. We've got OTAs, Browns OTAs coming up, like, tomorrow. And Odell Beckham Jr. finally in town, in Cleveland, back from his fucking month-long vacation. Good for him, though. Uh, And he will be introduced tomorrow, Monday, April 1st. April Fool's Day, everyone. We didn't actually get Oda Beckham. Just kidding. We haven't. Fuck everyone. Uh, I don't. I don't know a time on that uh, when he's being introduced, but I know I will definitely be listening. It'll definitely be talked about on next week's episode. Uh, it's it's so, thing getting thing getting me most excited has been his Instagram videos and his Twitter post about waking up feeling dangerous and. You know, talking oh, about dog checks. Uh, uh, for any any of you assholes out there in the media that Mary Kay Cabot talking about how old fucking oh, OBJ OB, OBJ's not OBJ's not happy to be here. He does, I don't think he wants to be in Cleveland. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's pretty damn excited to play on this offense. I, I I thought that was completely ridiculous that anybody in the media was trying to scare Cleveland fans about this. Well, if I'm sure. You didn't I'm sure. Already know, uh, we have- media members in sports like the worst I mean we basically have like Colin Coward and Stephen A. Smith and fucking Mike Silver and Jason Whitlock all just covering Cleveland sports that's that, that's how fucking bad Mary Kay hag bitch Tony fucking fucking or Whatever their goddamn names are, Grossy, and they're all terrible. So, yeah. Anyways, enough about those idiots. Odell, getting introduced tomorrow. I also do not know what time, but shout out to Cannon, Guzik. If they're at the same times, are you watching the Indians' home opener or Odell's press conference? Uh, the simple answer is I'm doing both. Well, uh, both. Which one are you going to be more focused on? Well, I mean, I can listen to the Odell Beckham presser. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's a just a terrible question by me. I'll and I can watch the Indians. Uh, watching. I plan on doing both. I have to imagine the press conference will be before the Indians game. Uh, I'd expect it like they usually been doing, right around like twelve, one, two o'clock. My dad thinks that um, they're having it tomorrow. They're going to introduce him, and then he's going to be throwing out the first pitch. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. They, I, know I, they could, I could definitely see that happening. I mean, Odell Beckham will definitely throw out a first pitch sometime during the season, whether it's tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday. Actually, I don't, think, I don't believe they, don't, they play Tuesday, so maybe Wednesday or Thursday. Is it supposed to be uh, cold tomorrow? Uh, cold, but really, uh, cold, but I believe sunny, like, in the 40s. That sounds terrible. 
Yeah, but that should be fun. Should be a good day. More more fun around the Cleveland Browns and the Indians. They got their home opener. Um, I just I just really hope the the questions are positive. Not dumb as fuck. I mean, there's yeah, there's a real chance for the people to, to really mess this it. press conference up. Yeah, exactly. That's all I'm worried about. We don't want to care. We don't care about how he feels about leaving New York. I know that question's going to be asked, and I get it, but hey, uh, I, I how don't do you care feel about coming to a uh, team that has a uh, losing culture. Uh, fuck me. Uh, no, I don't. Th- I don't think we'll hear Odell, that question. Go ahead. I don't think we'll hear that question at all. Uh, I expect it to be a lot about Baker Mayfield, a lot about Jarvis Landry. Oh, and... do you think you'll have any problem playing with all these uh, talented players on this team? Um, we'll that, that, that's an example. Uh, that's oh, an example no. of a stupid question. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's hey, a chance uh, Mary, this... Mary Kay here. Uh, I'm a dumbass old hag. Um, Odell, but... Your time in New York, what has that uh, taught you? And are, are you going to miss it? And how do you feel about being in Cleveland now? And uh, what do you think about this weather? And uh, do you think I'm hot? Uh, Odell, go ahead. That's actually not a terrible question. Um, <laughs> like I said, I'm more worried about questions being asked about, oh, what happens if you're not getting the ball as much as you want? Stuff questions like that is what I'm worried about. Uh, if they want to ask what he thinks about Cleveland while they're playing in a city like Cleveland, that's fine because I, I guarantee you the first thing he brings up is how much the fans have embraced him. That's got to be one of the first things he'll probably say about playing in Cleveland. Oh, yeah, I would, I'd have to imagine. I mean, dog check people. Fucking dog check. And him waking up feeling dangerous. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Damn it. How many more months do we got till this fucking shit gets rolling? A lot. Sadly, a lot. Fuck. There's a couple of checkpoints along the way. The schedule release and the draft are both in this month. I'm, uh, the I'm month more of... excited for the fucking schedule release than I am for the draft. I just got done saying uh, how much I love the draft, but only because yeah, only because I'm in Charlotte and we have season tickets, so I kind of want to plan like my vacation dates around our games and shit and what. No, no, I agree. I agree, but and... I agree, but we're still gonna enjoy watching the draft. Oh yeah, no. For sure. But, know, it's like, it's this, all about checkpoints. This is the first like time ever in my life that I'm not as excited or like like this time last year. Are you kidding me? I'd be like, I'd be thinking about the draft every fucking day, looking up everything, and that's exactly what we were doing. We had no idea. I didn't even. I couldn't even tell you what day the schedule uh, release was last year, and no. when it came out, I didn't care. No. Because I mean, we all knew we were only going to have one primetime game, and that was going to be on a Thursday night. Right. I, I guess that's a primetime game. That's a, that's a participation. Participate. Fuck me. Having a stroke here. Um, participation trophy. For well, yeah, they put, a, they put everybody on a Thursday night, but it, I don't know. I guess you still got to call it a primetime game, whatever. But it, it was a pretty badass primetime game, though. 
Yeah, it turned out to be the best game of the year, so. Oh, yeah. That, that was very cool. Um, but, yeah, OTAs for your Cleveland Brownies start tomorrow. Uh, um, and this isn't. to this tomorrow, today. OTAs um, aren't anything. It's, it's basically just offensive walkthrough, but the players start working out inside the facility. Uh, they, they're going to. Probably a lot of them are going to meet Freddie Kitchens. Or not a lot of them, but the but, new players will meet Freddie Kitchens for the first time. The good teams, like the Patriots, every fucking player are at these OTAs. And I expect a lot – I expect near – like above 90% participation right. tomorrow from the Browns. So I, I do expect a good turnout. But, just, but yeah. it's not really anything. It's not. It's just a glorified walkthrough. Yeah. Uh, but but, it, but it's going to be the first time Freddie Kitchens gets to talk to the team as a whole. So that's right. that's big news. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Get this thing rolling. And this, I feel like this is just like a huge fucking advantage for the Browns because, yeah, Freddie's our head coach, but he's not new to the team this year. So a guy that's been with the team for a whole year and was offensive coordinator for half the year, and he was also assistant head coach under Hugh Jackson. Or fuck, we got a drink. Shit, my bad. I absolutely forgot. You say that fuckhead's name and you drink. Give me a second. Ah, all right. Uh, no, but he's been with them all year. He knows all the players other than the free agents and other guys coming in. So he gets a – when are the other teams? April 15th is when – two weeks. He gets a two-week head start on all the other fucking teams. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Um, so that's kind of getting me pumped up. That's – Extra days with the playbook. Extra days with the playbook. Exactly. Yes, it's big. It's very big. Players, get your shit together, and let's get this thing fucking rolling. I think it'll be a very positive two weeks. Uh, I don't expect any like anybody to to do some kind of like dramatic holdout or anything stupid like that. It should be uh, tomorrow. Should be an exciting day, and that Odell press conference. uh, Will a hundred a hundred percent be a, a must listen? Listen, I know Paul Dole or uh, fucking what's his goddamn name? Am I an idiot right now? Dolan. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, Paul Dolan. Fuck him. God, shit. Um, Indians owner is leaving a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Uh, I know he has mine because he he just sounds like a fucking idiot kind of like shitting on his own team that he fucking owns. But still the Indians, still a Cleveland team. So let's support them. Home opener tomorrow. They're one and two. Uh, Just finished up their series at Minnesota. Got fucking rocked today, nine to three. Uh, But hey, we'll be all right. Dolan, fuck you. We'll be all right. Odell, he's getting introduced. Finally, we've waited like two weeks or so. Um, so, yeah, Monday should be a good day. Today's a good day. I'm going to say today, if you're listening, Monday, today, good day. Hell, yeah, let's go. Indians, brownies, Taz, your season's 
coming to an end, and we're not talking about you, but uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. Got anything else to add about OTAs and opening day and Odell? Uh, I'm not entirely sure about every player's media availability. Uh, I really hope Baker will talk to the media. I really hope Jarvis will talk to the media. I really hope Miles Garrett talks to the media. Freddie Kitchens, I hope everybody talks to the media. I'm not sure if they will or if they even have to. But at least we get to hear from Odell Beckham Jr. tomorrow. As far as the Browns go, that's easily the most excited thing I, uh, I have looking forward to tomorrow. Before we go to break, have you ordered an Odell Beckham Jr. jersey yet? I have not. No. Will nope. you? Uh, I'm still in the decision process of who, what, of what jersey, whose jersey I want to get. I know we're getting new uniforms, and we're going to get into that. Um, all right. That's cool. Uh, I have DHgate. Um, if you don't know about that, I'm not sure if I want to tell you since the last one just got like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck happened to AliExpress. Just like shut the fuck down out of nowhere. But Stitch jerseys, badass, like 20 bucks. I ordered myself a white OBJ jersey. Um, and I said I wasn't going to order any, but I think the actual total was like $18. So went ahead and said, fuck it. I'm getting this jersey. OBJ's first year here. Hell yeah. Um, that's main topic number two, though. We're going to take a quick break. This is Drunken Brownie Bitch with Goslin and Guzik, and we'll be right back, folks. All right, and welcome back to episode seven of Drunken Brownie Bits. I am Alex Guzik here with Chase Goslin. We're going to go ahead and go right into our fast five. All right, Chase, number one. The Browns will do confirm that they will change the uniforms in 2020. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just confirming something we already knew. Um, yeah, good. I'm glad. Uh, I, I don't know. I, you know how we argued before about that. That would just be really interesting. If the Browns actually won the Super Bowl, if they would still change the uniforms. Uh, I feel like they'd have a hard time doing that, but. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm pumped. It's kind of making me irritated a little bit that I see all these awesome fucking designs on Twitter and, you know, things like that. Like, incredible fucking just sexy ass looking uniforms. And it, that, that it's just, it was this fucking hard for Jimmy Haslam's dumbass and whoever was in charge, Nike, whoever making the old ones. And I just really want these new ones to be something like really good looking, like fucking awesome. Like old, old school, like how they used to look, but still a little bit different. Um, but no, I'm excited though. Uh, I got to be honest. Uh, I know we talked in the last segment about uh, what jersey I want to get. I got to be honest, 
with the new uniforms coming, it's kind of making me delay my choice. I don't know if I should get one this year or wait till next. I really don't know. Well, yeah, that's I. That's what I said. But I said, you know, after it, I'm so excited for OBJ. I just couldn't wait, but I didn't go spend a hundred dollars. Again, China, you're awesome. Got it for eighteen bucks, so that's the only reason I did. But I won't be spending a hundred dollars on. You know, a jersey for dicks until, yeah, we get new ones. But if I ever do, I don't really have the need to. But, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, Browns so I think at this I think at this point, the only kind of jersey I get this year would be uh, the color rush. All right, we're going to move on. Number two, the NCAA Final Four has been set. You have one seed Virginia taking on five seed Auburn. And then on the other side, you have two-seed Michigan State taking on number three-seed Texas Tech. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, – I already said I'm, I was absolutely – I don't know about you. I, I was kind of rooting for big, the Big Ten to do good. And then I, I was watching Purdue, Virginia, and I already knew that this Carson Edwards had – he's a good – Good ass player went went off the game before in Sweet Sixteen, and I mean, oh, right out of the gate, both teams that that was just a good ass fucking game. Like I was, I was standing up, I was laughing, I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like this is sick, and each team's draining threes, and just one huge play after the other, and I, Carson Edwards is his name. Uh, Purdue's point guard, dude, was just hitting from anywhere in the gym. I think he ended with forty something points, and I was real. I was just, I was standing up like, please, Purdue, don't fucking lose this for this guy. I can't stand it because I. It kind of goes back to like LeBron, just for me, like, especially last year, game one in the finals. I don't want to relive that, but like when guys fucking are just dominating a game. They're clearly, out of everyone on the fucking court, the best player. And then they fucking lose. That just, that shit really gets to me. So, but that dude played a hell of a game. Uh, so that sucks that either team had to lose. But good for Virginia, though, that they redeemed themselves. And now they're in the Final Four. I picked them to go to the Final Four. That um, was one of my teams. They redeemed themselves after being the first one seed ever, losing to a 16 seed last year. So good for them as well. Uh, that's why I picked them to go to the fi- final four. I thought they really needed to show everyone, you know, they needed to redeem themselves after that fucking shit show last year. Um, all the other t- uh, Auburn, Auburn for whatever reason, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I liked what I saw from them against Tennessee in the SEC championship game. So. I picked them to go to the Final Four. I was trying to mix it up a bit, and they happened to be a team I got right. So I got two two out of the four. I think you said you got two out of the four too, right? Yep. So, yeah, I got Auburn and Virginia. I think you were the exact opposite, right? Right. I have Michigan State and Texas Tech, so I had those two correct. Yeah. My original was Duke, Gonzaga, Virginia, and Auburn. So, I mean, Gonzaga, 
Duke, both those games were fucking close. I mean, it's it's been a pretty solid uh, March Madness again. Never disappoints, honestly. Another another good year of March Madness. Uh, but uh, so so Michigan State they play Texas Tech. Yes. Virginia plays Auburn. Right. I'm honestly, what I'm hoping for, since I had Gonzaga winning, I don't really give a shit anymore, and I'm not playing for any money. I think we have a fucking bracket set up with, like, me, you, and Faded. Uh, so, I don't care. I would love to see a Texas Tech-Auburn National Championship. That shit would just, I wouldn't care which team won, like. Who in the fuck would think those two teams would be in the national championship game for college basketball? So I think that'd be really cool to see. And I, um, I would pick Texas Tech to win that. I don't know why they – I mean, they look really good. You said you knew a decent amount about them, that they're a pretty solid team. So I don't – and I know Auburn, they just won without that guy that got hurt, but still – that, that dude was still a real good player for them that won't be there. So, um. uh, Two things real quick before we go to number three. Uh, I think the biggest loser here is the casual basketball fan that Duke did yeah. not make it. Because I know a lot of casual basketball fans don't want to watch Texas Tech or Auburn play. And number two would be uh, the best coach left in the tournament is Tom Izzo. So I still got to think Michigan State's the favorite to win this all. Well, I mean, if I had money on it, I I would probably have to go with Michigan State against Virginia, two number one seeds playing each other, Michigan State winning. Another reason, because they just beat fucking Duke and the best player in the country in Zion Williamson. Um, yeah, I think these will be both uh... – Really, really, really good matchups. I like the way Auburn can shoot oh, the yeah. three while Virginia plays defense. Uh, every everybody in the everybody left in the tournament kind of has a different style of play. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be real interesting to see. All right, let's move on to number three. Jordan Howard no longer with the Chicago Bears as he's traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a six round pick, and I believe there is a condition that makes it a fifth. Uh, I know we earlier before the episode that uh, this trade does not make a lot of sense for Chicago. Nope, none. Absolutely none. Don't get it. Um, okay, so they traded Jordan Howard, a running back that went over 1,000 yards, I believe, in his first two or three seasons with them. Still had... Not a great year, a decent year last year. Well, I mean, the Tariq Cohen coming on as a pretty solid back, I think, is what took away from his uh, well, yeah, but, and he's uh, also, performance. Yeah, and, you know, pace of the game, I, I guess. Just because they're running a different style of offense with Matt Nagy now, so... Yeah, but I, no, I don't, um, I don't get it. So they trade him to Philadelphia, who's also in the NFC, a contender. It's a great trade for Philadelphia. Right. Great and, trade for Philadelphia. And, I got to be honest. And they get a sixth round pick 
a guy that most likely won't even make the team, and if he does, probably yeah. a special teams player or a practice squad guy. Yeah, listen, yeah, I completely agree with you on this. Yeah, like, listen, people, Jannard Avery, last year, fifth-round pick, those do not happen every draft. Maybe one or two guys, uh, probably a couple more than that, maybe, but, like, rounds four through seven, I'd say, those guys aren't – Maybe fourth-round picks, but fifth through seventh, those guys aren't guaranteed to make the team or anything like that. So, you know, the Jannard Averys of the world are pretty rare when it comes to the NFL draft. Uh, we're just yeah, we're lucky enough that we have John Dorsey that recognizes talent. Um, yeah, you're not you're not going to find a lot of disagreement with me on this topic. Yeah, no, uh, we yeah we both agree. I I think that's a really good trade for Philadelphia. By the way, fuck them. We just beat them in the, um, what is it, NBC or NFL Fox NFL Fox NFL uh, bracket um, for best sports or uh, best best fan base in the NFL. Um, yeah, we are in the final four. Yep, don't don't like don't like Philly. Screw them. Yeah, pussies. Screw people who live in Philly. Yeah, losers. Uh, yeah, don't like it for Chicago. Do like it for Philly, though. Fuck you, Philly, though. Uh, Jordan Howard is traded to the Eagles. Bears get a six-round pick. Yeah. Number four. Uh, with the 100th season of the NFL happening, it will not be the reigning defending Super Bowl champs Opening the season on Thursday night, it will be the Bears versus the Packers. Um, I don't think this is a huge deal. I think New England gets moved over to Sunday night. Potential Browns matchup there, I got to be honest. That, that could be interesting for the Browns. But Bears-Packers, that's a good matchup. One team in the playoffs, one team Aaron Rodgers, big rivalry. I'm going to be watching. I think it's a good move by the NFL. You said football's on when? Uh, what do you mean? What date is that game? I couldn't even tell you. Sometime in September. But it's a football game. It's a football game. Yeah, yeah, I'll be watching. Oh, yeah. I like the move by the NFL. Oh, yeah. I really oh, do. yeah, count me in. No, yep. but... Uh, I hope than, it's at Lambeau Field, too. Other than that, it's a uh, football game. Uh, two good teams. Yeah, two good teams. Got Aaron Rodgers, one of my favorite quarterbacks, favorite players over in the league. Um, you got Khalil Mack. You got Mitch Trubisky from the Cleveland area. You got, you know, two contenders. New head coach with Green Bay. Two historic franchises. Two good fan bases. So, yeah, I, I like the move. That'll be a really good game to start off the season. Um that's actually now that I'm talking about it gonna be a really interesting game with that new right. head coach, new system. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. I think it's Trubisky's a good move by the third NFL. Year. Yeah. So uh, one of the few good moves the NFL has made in the past whatever years, but <laughs> good for them. Yeah, Nito gang. Good job. Fuck you, Roger. <laughs> All right, and last but not least. 
not by least by any stretch, once you hear this number, uh, Mike Trout has gre- agreed with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim to a $430 million contract extension. Excuse me, what? $430 million. Holy fuck. Um, yeah. Wow, shit. I mean... He is the best player in baseball, yeah, I, that, I do think, hands down. Right. I've said this before. I, Even though I've watched at least an inning of the first three Indians games, uh, I don't watch a whole lot of baseball, but I'm trying to support the team a little more this year because our <laughs> fucking owner doesn't, so... I guess I shit a little bit. Um, but, no, I do know that Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. So, yeah, he deserves it because uh, Bryce Harper got how much? Uh, $330 million. Okay. So, Hit his second well, home run let, tonight. Let, let, let's just say that Manny Machado got $300 million, and he's not even fucking close to the level that Mike Trout's on. Right. Effort wise, fielding, hitting, nothing. Likable guy. No. No, Manny Machado is not a likable guy at any sense. Yeah, exactly. He's a dirty player. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fuck him. He just doesn't at all compare to Mike Trout. So, um, yeah, with the way these guys are getting paid in Major League Baseball, yeah, he deserves it. Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm guessing his whole career is just going to be on a shit-ass Angels team, if I had to guess. Maybe they'll make a run in a couple years, but I don't. are they going to be able to pay anybody else? Um, they are Los Angeles. It's not impossible, I would say. Well, then why have they been so shit-awful with Mike Trout the past, like, five fucking years? Dude, it's not that they're not paying people. I mean, they also paid Albert Pujols. I mean, they, they do spend money. It's just the it, the guys they pay just haven't produced as well as they need to. Yeah, I guess. Um, They've also played in the division with Houston and yeah, I forgot the about Athletics. That. And the, so they, they've played in a decent uh, division as well. Do they have anybody in their um... – farm system? Uh, I don't know too much about the Angels farm system. Alright, well. Oh, I just got an update on my phone. Zeon not declaring for the NBA draft just yet. Hi. Uh, he'll, be in, he'll be in the NFL Hi. NBA draft. Don't worry about that. NFL or NBA. NBA, he could do both, but he'll high chances in the NBA draft. Does he go first round in the NFL? Uh, probably not, but would you want he would get drafted. I do that. At what position? Whatever you fucking. If want. he has hands, if he has, if, depending on how good his hands are, I think he'd be a great tight end. All right, all right. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Z- Zion Williamson, Zion, whatever you. However you say it, he will be uh, entering the NFL draft. Um, and he is a tight end prospect. 
So look out for him. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, Mike Trout. <laughs> but we were just about done if you want to wrap it up and go on to main topic number three. Sure, Budzik. All right. I believe you have the number three topic if you want to go ahead and go with it. Yeah, sorry. I'm posting a picture of episode seven. Fuck, I'm on 57%. All right. um, Yeah, let's fucking do this shit. Main topic number three, folks. Let's go on. We've had a good amount of players, popular players, good players, retire recently in the NFL. Uh, The biggest one being Rob Gronkowski. Gronk. Um. Yeah, old old 69er himself is done. He's gonzo, I guess. We'll see. But for the time being, Gronk has retired um, from, in, from football, from the New England Patriots. Um, I think that's huge news, uh, not only for the NFL and how things work out in New England and – Tom Brady's going to throw to, but also for the Browns, if, you know, a playoff matchup or we do play them this year, probably in prime time, how that's going to, I would assume, and it's definitely going to help the Browns, going to help any team that plays the Patriots now because that guy was just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, obviously he's been hurt the past couple years, you know, a couple games here and there, but when he's on the field, you still have to recognize that he's there. He's still a weapon. Right. He might not be what he was, but he's he was still a damn good player. I mean, yeah, I, he's still a fucking weapon, like big time. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, yeah, he he had some injuries, but when he was in the game, he was still deadly. I mean, he yeah. And just look in the Super Bowl, didn't really do a whole lot all game, and then I you could say had a another huge part in why they won that game with that over-the-shoulder catch. At any moment, at any point in the game, he can make the biggest catch of the game, by far. And take it to the house. A guy that... Right. He's a, he was an absolute matchup problem. Like, go, and he's go, no longer in the league. Right. Go look at his highlights. The stiff arms, the fucking... A guy that... Broken makes, tackles. The speed, like... Yeah, I, I actually watched one today where he fucking blew the living... Fuck out of Terrell Suggs off the line. You see yeah, that? and his ability to run block. Yeah. I saw a stat on Twitter that, like, he was one of the best. Like, he could have fucking, like, lined up at left tackle if he wanted to. That's how good he was one year or a few years in in blocking and receiving. That, yeah, he's one of the few tight ends that are elite at both run blocking and pass catching. Right, like elite elite, which is crazy. So it's going to be interesting to see how New England replaces that because that's a Hall of Fame player. I'm sure they'll find a good tight end in the draft, but he's not going to be Gronk in his rookie year. It's going to take time for them to completely replace him. Well, I'll be pretty fucking pissed off if they do because that's just fucking horseshit. When is that fucking team going to be shitty, damn it? I mean, the time's coming. Good. I hope so, but obviously I want 
Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Baltimore to all fucking suck forever. Fuck them. But I'm just like everyone else. Like I'm a fan of Tom Brady. He's the goat. He's 41, almost 42. He's the goat. Tom Brady. But I'm, I think just like everyone else, we're just fucking sick of him. Like it's just every fucking year. And I hope the Browns get to that point in the next few years where everyone's just sick of seeing them in the playoffs, sick of seeing them in Super Bowls. I fucking love that. That's fine. I want the Browns to be the team that and the uh, the that, Patriots run. Yeah, same here. I think that'd be sweet, but I also – I would love to be the Patriots. I mean, who wouldn't want to be? I would love to be in the AFC East. <laughs> That's also another good point. I would love to play uh, – Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Allen, and I still think Sam Darnold's going to be. We're not even talking about Sam Darnold. Let's talk about Mark Sanchez and Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, again. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, all he needs to do is be the Patriots' backup next season or something, and he'll have played for all four AFC East teams. Pretty impressive. Excuse Dick, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just I'm letting you talk, man. You look like you're on a roll there. I, nah, I ran out of words. I honestly, we're talking about Gronk still, right? Yep. All right. Yeah. Talking about no. the Patriots. Talking about Gronk. Yeah. Anyways, I think we talked a lot about him just being a badass player, and let's get into absolutely. Like, just how he's fucking hilarious and just absolutely obsessed with the number 69. Oh yeah. Just 69 all day. Loves it. Um, by the way, he's only 30 years old, which I found interesting because he's been in the league nine fucking years. Yeah. His body's like, like a 45 year old though. Which is fine. He's, if he actually, like decides he's he's not he's not gonna Jason Witten this shit and go full on CTE, uh, and come out. Of Jason Witten, by the way, coming back, yeah, yeah, and come out of retirement. Then good for him because he's being smart. He's made a shitload of money. I apparently he's managed his money well. He played in the NFL for nine years. He's a first ballot, I think, Hall of Famer. Um. So, yeah, you're a three-time Super Bowl champion. Go out on top. Save your body later on in life. Um, Because even with all the new rule changes in football, it's still a deadly sport. So, no, good for him. Absolutely. Good for him. Stay retired would be my advice, honestly, Uh, just because I don't want to see you play the Browns. Uh, And also for just your own health and – you know, well-being. Enjoy life. Go do something else. Go. I know you like to party. Go fucking do that. Uh, have a good time. But yeah, no, hilarious guy, badass player. So. Music. When I yep. pause and uh, I don't have anything to fucking say, that's when you chime in. All right. I. I'm just saying. You're the one who's. 
a little bit more passion about this topic. Uh, I, I mean, if you want to move on to other players that have retired, because there's quite a few of them, we can do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm not really going to get into a whole lot of these. I'm just going to kind of Why don't down. you just go down the list? Why don't you just go down the list and then, you know, we'll talk about a little bit about the ones you mentioned a little bit here and there after you're done to go down the list just to show, yeah. you know, yeah. the big names that are retired this offseason. Yeah, there's a couple big names. Um, all right, so center Ryan Khalil, uh, putter Shane Leckler, defensive tackle Haloni Nada, linebacker Brian Arakpo, defensive end Julius Peppers, center Max Unger, defensive tackle Kyle Williams, and uh, receiver Jordy Nelson. Yeah, Those I mean, are obviously the main uh, retirees. Yeah, I think the real big ones. I mean, obviously Brian Arakapo had a great career. Jordy Nelson, great career. Haloti not a great career. Julius Pepper, first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, I mean, there's all, some big names. All those, all those guys I just named had great careers. I mean, Ryan Khalil, five uh, yeah, time obviously. Pro Bowl, which fuck the Pro Bowl. I, I'm not even gonna mention that. Three time All Pro. Uh, he played for the Panthers in his entire 12 year career. That's pretty impressive. Um, Shane Leckler. I I don't uh, really give a fuck about punters, but he was seven time pro bowl selection, nine time all pro played for the Raiders and Texans 18 year fucking career. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a, he's, he only does a kick a ball though. (laughs) Could you do his job? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> you couldn't kick a ball? No, not far. <laughs> All right. Uh, Haloti Nada, he was a five-time Pro Bowl, um, five-time All-Pro. Played nine of his 13 years with the Ratbirds in Baltimore, that shit-ass, shithole town. And he also played for the Lions and Eagles for a little bit. Brian Arakpo was a four-time Pro Bowl selection. He played for the Redskins and Titans. He had a 10-year career. Uh, Julius Peppers, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Nine-time Pro Bowl selection, six-time All-Pro. Panthers, Bears, Packers, he played for during a 17-year career. Damn. Fucking long-ass time for a defensive end. He probably has a little bit of CTE going on. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Probably the only one on the list that's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Rob Gronkowski. Oh, he's got the touchdowns. That's he's a maybe. He's a maybe to me. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But I did first ballot. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to. I think him playing for the Patriots, winning three Super Bowls, helps him. Playing with Tom Brady is is going to bump him up to first ballot. If there's any question. I agree, it helps. Yeah, uh, but Julius Peppers, yeah, I mean, God, 17 fucking years. 17 years ago, what was I, like five? Yeah. I mean, He's shit, our, our whole life since we watched, started watching football, Julius Peppers has been on the fucking football field. Right. So, yeah, dominant defensive lineman. Um, I mean, I forget where he is and all-time sacks. I believe he's up there. Yeah, top he has 10, to be. Top five? Dep- definitely top ten. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and look up for – look. I'll, I'll go ahead and look up right now. 
look it up. Look it up. And uh, I'm going to go center Max Unger. He was a three-time Pro Bowl selection, one-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champ. Uh, Ten seasons in the league with the Seahawks and Saints. I believe he won that Super Bowl with the Saints. Um, Julius Peppers is fourth all-time in sacks. Fourth all-time. Holy yeah. shit. Well, that's, that's pretty cool that we got to watch a guy our, basically our whole fucking life so far play at that high of a level. I and mean, I and it's talked about enough. The only people ahead of them are Kevin Green, Reggie White, and Bruce Smith, who are all Hall of Famers. Yeah, so, and I'm going to be honest, you could argue, well, yeah, no, I mean, the dude is fourth all time in today's league. I know he got probably most of those in his earlier days, but even still, you know, the past 10 years, 15 years, the way the league's been changing – and the rules on, you know, roughing the passer and hits on the quarterback. And that's pretty fucking impressive. Fourth all time. I mean, I, I do believe there was a time before like the 1980s where sacks weren't even a stat. Oh, shit. Wow. Well, that's damn. I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. And, and I was also thinking about how back in the day, I'm, I'm not sure how they, you know, were about holding penalties and all that. If I had to guess, I'm going to guess that you were probably able to hold a little bit longer and more often. Yeah, back probably. In the day. Yeah. So, 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 you know, those dudes' numbers are equally impressive. Just – if you're up there in sacks like that, you're a fucking dominant player. Yeah, you're probably absolutely. Going, you're probably going up against, you know, that team's left tackle who should be one of their best offensive linemen. Should be. Unless you're fucking Cam Irving. or Did Cam Irving ever play left tackle or he just got blown off the ball playing center? Uh, he might have. I don't know. I don't want to think about it, please. <laughs> Yeah, we won't be mentioning his name uh, as a Hall of Famer anytime soon. I can never bet my life that. Um, and last one is defensive tackle Kyle Williams. That was announced at like middle of the season. Six-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro, Buffalo Bills, entire 13-year career. 13 years. Damn, I feel as bad for him as I do Joe Thomas. 13 uh, yeah. years, Bills. Yeah, very they similar did, Very they, similar to Joe Thomas. He did play in the playoff game, so he played in one more playoff game than Joe Thomas played in. And I think so. they scored six points. <laughs> did they, or did Jacksonville win six to nothing? Or, or was it seven to six? I, it, was, it was something god-awful. It was such a <laughs> terrible game. Uh, but, yeah. So that's that's your list of there. Did, did I say uh, Jordy Nelson yet? Yeah. Uh, they don't have his stats for whatever reason listed or all pros, but he was good. Yeah, good, good ass receiver. Uh, one of Aaron Rodgers' go-to receivers, I believe. He was he on that Super Bowl team? I'd have to imagine so. All right, so. 
I'm not, I'm not positive. So maybe played with the Packers most of his career. White. Except for last year. Yeah, he was right? white. Yeah, and he was white. White receiver, yeah. Very is... good for being white. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but those are your notable retirements this offseason. Most notable probably being Gronk and Julius Peppers. Um, those gents will be missed. Good careers for all. And there's probably some other guys I've never fucking heard of that also retired. That's where you uh, come in. I see that pretty pretty long pause there. Well, see, this but... is what happens. You pause, and I'm not speaking. That's when we need to end the segment. Instead, you go on and want to talk about some other nonsense. I'm what ready the to fuck move on. Do you mean? I fucking pause so you can say whatever. I already, I already commented about Jordy Nelson. I already commented about Jordy Nelson. Okay, he was, so... abs- he was an absolute nobody neck last year. He needed to retire. He was good <laughs> in Green Bay. Let's move on. So you're done. You're done with this segment. Yeah, I'm absolutely ready to go to break. We're not. We're not going to break yet. Yes, we do. No, we do fast. We do, we do it. And then we do three, and then we do four, and then we go to break. Well, holy shit. Maybe we should change it today. All right, we're changing it up today? Yep. All right, before we go to break, I just want to say something. Hugh Jackson. Take a drink, everyone. Loser. And that will take us to break. We'll be right back with more drunken brownie bits. Uh, thanks for listening. This is Goslin and Guzik. Be right back. It was 7 here. Well, not wrapping it up, but moving on. Uh, wrapping up in a little bit. We're moving on to main topic number 4. Our main topic number 4 we got is the NFL's rule change to instant replay and pass interference. Music, I know you said during break this is going to annoy the shit out of you. Why is that? Pass interference rule change. Being able to replay. Because uh, I, I think it's an overreaction. Uh, obviously. So you happens. don't like it. I don't think this is the answer. I don't think coaches challenging should be the answer. Um, I like the referee God eye kind of thing in the AAF a lot better than I do coaches challenging pass interference. 
right. I, I agree with that. I haven't really given it too much thought. I saw it and I'm like, all right, I like that. Because the Browns get fucked. Believe it or not, folks, I'm not being like a fucking poor sport bitch. The Browns get fucked so hard by the refs all the time. I know other teams do, but I'm telling you it is not as bad as the Browns. What a fucking our franchise quarterback gets hit in the head hard as fuck, and the ref turns on his goddamn mic and says, quarterback is a runner, therefore he is allowed to be hit in the head. Then you, you just know that the NFL just wants to fuck your team so hard. So that's why when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, cool. This is going to really help the Browns um, when we get fucked by a dumbass call. And, you know, uh, from the 45-yard line, someone throws a fucking bomb on the one-yard line, and it's pass interference, but it really isn't. And then that team gets the ball on the fucking one-yard line, and we can challenge. But I do hear what you're saying about – just dumbass coaches that could get out of hand with it uh, or, I don't know, shit that just looks clear as day that's right and they challenge it or shit that is wrong and they don't. I don't know. It could, Yeah, it could get irritating. I think, obviously, I like everything about the AAF right now uh, besides Johnny Dickfuck being in that league, even though he got hurt. The other day, which is pretty hilarious. Uh, fuck him, he's a loser. Um, but no, go in a little more con- convinced. So you don't like it at all, or you just think it might cause some issues? I, I think it's an overreaction. I, I do think somewhere down the line, fine, we might be able to like review challenges, but I don't like the idea of coaches being able to challenge a referee's penalty. I like it more of another ref says, all right, let's take a look at it. And then all the refs can talk about it. I don't like the coaches being able to make an emotional decision about it. I, I think it's going to cause friction between the refs and teams. It's more of a judgment call. It's not like an eh. interception or a fumble or a touchdown. I think, I think this is just going to create a bigger problem every year. Cause now what if in the NFC championship game, uh, a blown offsides call, and then we have to challenge offsides, and then it's just where does it stop? Where does it stop? I, I I don't think this is the right decision. I do think the AAF has a better better way to handle it with the with the ref that can review everything. I like that a lot better than coaches challenging penalties. All right, um, I. I hear what you're saying. I still like it because I'm just some of these some of this shit has gotten so out of hand that maybe it's not like uh, what am I trying to say here? It maybe the rule like past interference, that rule in general should have been changed. I've been saying for I don't know how long that um it, it's a fucking joke that it's a spot foul. That is a fucking joke. I, I disagree They're with you there. I disagree with you there. Because if players start to get burnt beyond 15 yards, receivers are going to start to get tackled. Which, okay, yeah. Because 
if it's not a 40-yard penalty anymore, downfield, players are going to get tackled but left dude, and right. you can barely play fucking pass defense. Do you know how goddamn, like, good you have to be? It's, it's pretty ridiculous, some of the shit I see that is blatant, like, good-ass lockdown defense, but you even nudge them just a, even a little bit, and it's a flag. And then they get the ball on, say, they just went from their own 30 – to now they're fucking 25 or some bullshit off of one fucking play that wasn't even completed. I just like how college football is pass interference. It's a 15-yard penalty. I remember that's what it was growing up as a little kid. It was always 15-yard penalty, pass interference, 15-yard penalty. But No, I know what you're saying about guys getting tackled, but I just, I'm so fucking sick of seeing the – Worst, like, you can't even play defense. I feel bad for these dudes. Like, good-ass athletes that it, they just get penalties thrown on them all the time. Then uh, then that's what I'm saying. Coaches challenging penalties isn't going to solve this rule. And I, I also think a lot of these calls will not be overturned. I don't see a lot of these calls being overturned uh, this season. I don't think the refs are going to want to change their minds a lot unless it's totally blatantly obvious. I don't think this is going to have a huge effect on the game and we're going to be stuck with it instead of finding a real solution. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know. I guess I just don't like, and nobody likes blown calls and your team getting fucked over, but you're kind of convincing me. I don't, I could have probably chosen a different way to try to solve this. I don't know if – we're going to see. We're going to find out. I thought maybe they should have done like they did – what they do? Oh, the kicking change when they moved the extra points back to the – what is it now? It's, is it a 35-yard field goal or 30 – something like that? I know uh, they did like a – They kicked cross. from the 15, so uh, it's like a 32-yarder. So I know they did like a trial run of that in the preseason, and then they were going to see how that worked. Uh, uh, that, I know that's a little easier to do in the preseason. That's This is not as easy. I don't know. It's very touchy subject, rule, fucking uh, – I don't know. We'll find out. See if we get pissed. But I'm hoping it works. I'm hoping it's basically I'm going to try to read the what they're actually changing here. Um, what the fuck is that? Did you hear that buzzer? Yeah. Pretty fucking. Wow, I was in the I was in the basement. Of my house, so wow. I'm not even doing laundry, so that's not really my fault. Oh, that uh, that entrance to hell you're in right now? Yeah. Oh, that's not cool. That's you're you're basically in hell. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, but so the rule by the way, it passed on a vote 31 to 1. 
Uh, who voted no? I forget. It's some fuck I don't like. On the pass interference rule? Yeah. Probably the Saints. No, it wasn't the Saints. I mean, there's some because I mean when they when they when they no. changed when they changed the tuck rule, the only team to oppose it was the Oakland Raiders. It's just kind of like a certain thing they do. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, if they know the vote's going to pass, the team that got screwed usually votes against it for whatever I don't know, whatever reason. That makes no fucking sense. I know, but... No, I think... Uh, I think they voted yes. I'm trying to see who, who the... Because I remember seeing... It was a guy I did not like. It may have been an AFC North team. Sounds oh. like the Bengals. Oh, no, no, no. I think it was uh, Stephen Jones. I think it was the Cowboys. And Jerry Jones. Huh. Weird. Not really important. No. not No, but... Um, this guy says on here... Who wrote this article? Rob Walker. I'm on theadvocate.com. Fans like the rule. If you don't want to see another blatant missed call, uh, yeah. Uh, calls that will be much closer that will be challenged and overturned. So, yeah, you then you could get pissed about that. I mean, people are going to be pissed no matter what. So, yeah, I just don't think this is a solution. And I, they didn't do any kind of trial run, anything like that. To just throw it in and say, this is the rule now, I just think is an overreaction. Yeah. No, honestly, you and this guy are kind of starting to move me in the other direction. Just because, like, you're going to be pissed no matter what. Because so, this, this article says some of these will work in your team's favor at the most opportune time. And then other times at the most inopportune time so like Browns are in the fucking AFC championship game and uh they're they're down you know three and they're driving and then they throw a bomb and a flag gets thrown pass interference ball would be spotted like the 15 yard line and then fucking Andy Reid's fat ass fucking challenges it and it gets overturned and then all your fucking adrenaline and, you know, momentum is killed right there, so. Uh, yeah. But the other thing is under under two minutes, it's it's a booth review. That is true. So what happens with there? What if the booth doesn't think it should be challenged, but the coach thinks it should? He can't throw a play. It just – Well, then I, – I, I don't think this was thought through. I think this no, was just something. yeah, you're right. Because, okay, so what, that play was in the Saints-Rams game. That was under two minutes. Right. They, they should have made it like calls like this could be reviewed up in the booth. Just like the AAF. Like, that's like what I'm saying. I just don't think this is the right solution to the problem. Yeah, I'm starting to agree obviously, with you. This, this might obviously, not go well. 
obviously everyone hates pass interference. I'm not saying it, pass interference shouldn't be fixed, but I just I think this was an overreaction that wasn't thought through. Hey, everybody, let's uh, all do the or real quick because Antonio Orr started following our Drunken Brownie Bits Instagram account. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah, everybody do the or. Do the or. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll show you guys that dance one day. Maybe. <laughs> it's pretty solid. Um, but yeah. Definitely be doing it. Yeah, one day, one day. We'll make you a deal. We will, we'll try to during one of our uh, pregame tailgating episodes during the season. Maybe we'll send out a quick little video on Twitter or whatever saying pregame in the muni lot, do the or, and we'll be doing the or. Doing the or. Shout shout out to or. Great dance. Great guy, by the way. Follow him on Twitter, Antonio Orr. Antonio Orr, too. <laughs> All right. Um, but, yeah, that's that's pass interference rule change. Now your coaches are able to challenge no calls and called pass interference flags, um, penalties. So, uh, I guess ahead, the Jake, only thing I guess I guess the only thing I like about this, if it is part of the challenges, then at least the coaches don't get unlimited challenges on uh, pass interference, because then the game just is going to go on forever. So that's the only thing I do like is that it, it, every pass interference is not challengeable, right? Because so you they, don't. They do have more that they have to now pick and choose. Oh, right. Now that right. I'm thinking about this, and we're going to drink again. Imagine if that fucking loser, dumbass Hugh Jackson, take a drink, everyone, had to now deal with this. Where the fuck his brain would be scattered to then? (laughs) Poop in his pants. It's just... Thank God he's not here. And I don't know. Well, hopefully, hopefully I'm proven wrong. And this is exactly what the rule needs. And everything goes great. I hope it happens. I hope it happens. Um, yeah, I I, I'm obviously hope the same thing, but you're kind of like convincing me that it's not going to go well. But we're going to see week one of preseason. Um, maybe not. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much that's going to be used in preseason. But week one. Don't miss it. Thursday night football, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, uh, NFL's 100th season. We're going to find out then how this shit is going to play out. So, And I'm sure we'll see plenty of it with Aaron Rodgers. You know he likes to throw downfield and you know, Devontae Adams and Trubisky. Thank God. Thank God Antonio Brown's in Oakland because we don't have to deal with that with the Steelers because you know the Steelers oh, just dominate God. this rule. Oh, yeah. They're going to be so fucking whack about it. Like, yeah. Thank God. Fuck them. Uh, that's main topic number four, though. Um, we'll probably put out a poll in the next few days about your thoughts on that, what you guys think. Send us in some comments. 
Uh, we'll be sure to read them on the show, answer them for you on Twitter at Drunken Bits. Let's move on, though, to main topic number five. And I've talked about them a tiny bit. Uh, that is your Cleveland Indians. Uh, and their home opener is tomorrow, almost today, okay, April 1st. Um, Guzik, you, have you been watching any of the Indians? They're one and two, folks. They just had their first series, first three games of the year with the Minnesota Twins, all three games at Minnesota. Um, Kluber, Bauer, and... Carrasco pitched in those games. Bauer getting the win. Bauer did not get the win. He got the no decision. Really? So none of the Indi- no of the none of the Indians pitchers have star- uh, have me. wins yet. Fuck me and fuck that because off the, the top of my head, I couldn't Bauer even tell you throwing. who got the win. I, I couldn't even tell you who got the win in the second game. Whoever pitched, whatever relief pitcher pitched in the eighth inning, uh, he was rewarded with the win. Yeah, see, I think that is some fucking bullshit. Yeah, but, it, I mean, that's how the rules are, man. That's how it's always been. Yeah, whatever. But No, but speaking of that, well, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to leave uh, Kluber out of this either. That dude was fucking, again, that's this he two pitched, years in a row. He pitched good enough to win. Oh, lights out. I Did he give up two or four hits? Something. It was something. Uh, who cares about hits? He only gave up two runs. It's... Yeah, but, I mean, the dude, yeah, he was lights out for the whole game, and then he gave up, you know, I think he he hit a guy, and then he gave up a double, and that brought in a run, whatever. I, dude pitched really good. Indians have no fucking hitting. Again, that's, we're probably going to, my, uh, see, I think we're going to see a year just like last year, except the, the division <laughs> race is going to be a whole lot closer than, say, like, fucking 11 games ahead or 15 um, games ahead. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not completely disagreeing with you. The Indians have issues, but, you know, they didn't play a single game above 40 degrees uh, in Minnesota. Why, why the hell the N- MLB is playing – an opening series in Minnesota in March is, is beyond me. Um, you don't have Lindor. You got to get him back. That changes the lineup. Yeah, I, I did forget to mention that. Yeah, but for, um, for right now, this lineup is just these first three games, pretty, pretty dog shit. Uh, Jason Kipnis hasn't been playing. I'm not saying he's amazing, but he's a solid player. He's better than who, who they have at second right now. Why isn't uh, he playing? He's probably hurt or something like he always is. He's the second baseman. I think was Brad Miller today. He's not a great player. He's a terrible hitter. Uh, Hanley Hanley Ramirez, a new addition. He had an absolute bomb in that second game. Oh uh, yeah, took that hey, nearly to the shit. triple deck. Uh, Carlos Carlos Santana went four for four today. Did he uh, really? Jose yeah Jose Ramirez is struggling. He needs to get right. Uh, there's a couple things they just need to figure out the lineup. The lineup that they were putting out with Tyler Naquin in the third spot. Uh, I don't know what Francona was thinking there. I I, I don't know. Uh, that guy what... fucking sucks. Yeah, Tito, you got to fix that, dude. I don't know how, but you you got to get someone else there. Greg Allen just a anybody, thousand times better than Tyler I, Naquin. I do not give a fucking shit anybody, dude. I could do what Tyler Naquin is doing right now. 
Uh, through his first six at bats, yeah, I, I, I agree. You could have had six strikeouts. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, he did hit a ball 12 feet in one of his at bats. Uh, I'm not sure if I could even foul tip a ball in the MLB, but there's you never know. So I'm not going to count myself out of hitting a ball 13 feet. So. But, yeah, no, Tyler Naquin, holy shit. But, I mean, that guy fucking sucked last year. You just – you fucking can't hit. You can't see the ball. You can't walk. You can't – Um, got it. I wish Bradley Zimmer never got hurt. He'd be in center. This wouldn't even be what a problem. What the fuck yet. happened to him, by the way? Where's he at? Uh, he – dude, he got hurt. His, his – that one year, his rookie year, he was doing amazing. Yeah, He I got know. hurt. And he just keeps getting hurt, dude. He keeps having surgery. I, I think he's, he might be done for this year, too. You got to be fucking kidding me. Just can't stay healthy, which is weird because he seems like a really well-built guy. But man, Yeah, he, I he, thought he, he was he plays with he, play, he plays with a reckless abandon, man. He throws his body around in the outfield, and it's he, get hurt, he gets hurt doing it. Yeah, that's a fucking shame. But uh, uh, but once this infield gets healthy, <laughs> they're not going to be a question. Once uh, you know this, I mean the starting pitching should be good all year. It's really oh, going to yeah. come down to the outfield and everybody else out in the bullpen besides Brad Hand. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see. It's early, but yeah, I, I do think there's cause for concern right now. <laughs> uh, all right, who gave up? I'm going to say I I have been watching. Um. I've watched an inning or two, which is pretty impressive for me for baseball in every game, all three games. But I obviously today's game, I was at work, so I watched like an inning and a half, uh, and then th- that was on my break. So, who gave up most of the runs of the nine runs? Uh, Carrasco. He got bombed. Okay, so Carrasco had a bad day. He had a very bad day. Uh, I'm gonna check right now. Well, I know he gave, cool. but I'm, I'm gonna check right now. But I'm pretty certain he gave up at least five runs. Yeah, that's not cool because our pitching is supposed to be like top fucking notch. I was telling everybody. Carlos, go ahead. Carlos Carrasco was charged with six earned runs, so that's that's two thirds of them. So yeah, and the our, game was over before it got to the bullpen. With our fucking lineup, if you give up six runs, you're pretty much that game's over. If you give up fucking five runs, four runs, game's pretty much out of reach. I'm sorry, but our hitting it sucked ass last year, and this year we're even worse. You can't deny that. Michael Brantley hit a home run game one. Um, Edwin. Our hitting hitting was actually pretty solid last year. We were like third in the American League in runs. Really? Yeah, just they didn't didn't show up in the playoffs. Okay, maybe I'm thinking about the playoffs, but that's when it matters most. So, again, two years in a row in the playoffs, we sucked ass hitting. We did against the Yankees in that series, and we did last year for sure against the Astros. Not going to argue with that. So, and honestly, you can even argue the last few games three years ago in the World Series, they sucked. Uh, be, it'll be, game seven, they were all right. Eh. Yeah, I 
yeah, I think the final yeah, score was like nine to eight or something, or eight to well, seven. Well, that was because of Rajay Davis's grand slam. He didn't have a grand slam. He had like a two-run homer. No, that was a grand slam, dude. No, oh, I'm telling you, it was a two-run homer. Oh, my God. My... I cannot believe we are having a Drunken Brownie Fits podcast. And... Are you talking about game seven, dude? Yes. It was a two-run homer. Dude, I was six to two in the eighth inning. That was a grand slam off Chapman. Dude, you're so wrong on this. No, it's a, it, it was a two-run homer. Looking it up right now. Okay. Folks, back uh, up on this. You're so wrong, dude. Folks, Brandon Geyer. I'm pretty sure Brandon Geyer was on second base, and then Rajay Davis hit the two-run homer. I, I can tell you without a doubt. Folks, if you're it was listening. A, it was a two, two outs, one on, two-two count in the bottom of the eighth. We're gonna find out who's the bigger dumbass. Literally, right about every part of this. We're gonna figure out who's the bigger dumbass here. I just told you everything that happened on that play. I even gave you the ball. I even gave you the balls and strikes. Oh my god, dude! Fuck this computer. Fuck! This is pissing me off so much. Why the fuck is it loading so slow? All right, hold on. We're gonna see who the bigger dumbass is. I really hope it's not me. Is it going to be me or you? Huh? Fuck! Well, everyone, I guess you can add me to the GFY of the night. I think you're going to be... On uh, Mike Francesca's next podcast, dude. Congratulations. Because <laughs> I was super wrong. And I don't even know why I'm watching this. Because this shit was probably the most depressing fucking... How in the, the living fuck does a play this fucking insane happen? And a goddamn fucking team doesn't win the fucking World Series. Yeah, I don't have an answer for you on that. This was like the greatest play I've ever watched being an Indians fan. That would have been one of the biggest hits ever in MLB history. Dude, I, I got I to see it now. It, it, honestly, even though we lost, it's fucking so fucking sweet. Six to four, shitting our pants all game. Eighth inning against fucking hard as fuck throwing Chapman. Fuck you, Joe Buck. Oh my god, there was like a shitload of foul balls in this shit. Yeah, it was a... Took so much years off my life, that at bat did. <laughs> Dude, this fucking game took so much years off my life. Fucking Cubs fans. Here we go, I think this is it. How did we lose this fucking game, damn it? Fuck. Rajay Davis. Uh. Fuck. Fuck. Why did we lose that? Fuck. How? 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 
fuck you, rain delay, fake rain delay, fuck you, Shaw. Brian Shaw, fuck you. Brian Shaw, fuck you. Well, we're moving on. Uh, Mike Clevenger <laughs> will, will pitch for the Indians. Uh, four o'clock start tomorrow for opening day. Uh, I, I expect Mike Clevenger to throw a hell of a game. Oh, hell yeah. Had a great year last year. I don't expect him to become better. You got anything else you want to say about the Indians? I'm sure you probably want to rip the Dolans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. I almost forgot. Thank you. Um, you can go ahead and rip the Dolans, and then we'll move on to the GFY. Yeah, I guess we're kind of having, like, we're having a few GFYs. Um, me, for getting that wrong, I'm going to go fuck myself. Uh, this isn't a GFY yet, but I guess you can add Paul Dolan in there. He's a fuck. He said, basically, uh, to the fans about Francisco Lindor and him getting a huge contract extension. Enjoy him now because uh, I'm a cheap fuck and he is a Hall of Fame player that definitely will not be staying with us. So fuck all you pussies. I have a shitload of money, but I'm not going to use it. Uh, yeah. So Paul Dolan, fuck you. Um, sell the team, please, so we can win a World Series finally and not go like 109 years um, and break the Cubs record. Uh, I didn't, we might be dead, so that wouldn't be cool at all. I'd like to see a Browns and Indians championship before I die. A few. But, yeah, no, anything you want to say to old Pauly? Uh, yeah, the Dolans have been the best owners in Cleveland since I've been alive. Well, I think you're breaking up because you said they've been the best owners. In Cleveland. Which is not saying much. Right. It's been, you know, the, the, the best franchise in Cleveland, and he just needs to stop doing these kind of interviews. No, he needs to sack up and start trying to, like, go for it a little more. Dude, I don't think no, paying Francisco in over three million dollars is going for. Okay, dude, but there's no fucking reason that he should have set us up with this kind of lineup with this pitching staff for this season. You have like, like if not the best, one of the best pitching staffs in the whole league, and you surround them with just dog shit hitting. I just I want to bury this team three games in the year is all. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not burying them. I just think a, I, a lot of people are. A lot of people are. I understand that, and they're fucking idiots because it's 160 what two something like that. Shitload two games. games, and they you know they always they were one they, and two. They, fucking they all, chill, people. They always make moves at the deadline, so. Team after the trade deadline, then go ahead and bury them. But uh, I'm gonna have to wait. Are you doing something different because your your fucking connections like shit awful right now? I have no idea what you just said. Like how your connection? 
Hold on, let me turn my fuck. Go ahead. This isn't working at all. Goose dick. Hello to Guzik. Guzik, Guzik. All right, I guess. All right, folks, we're back here. Sorry about that. Um, some shit ass connection. Don't know what it is about why it's happening in this episode. But, anyways, finishing up with our main topic, number five, and the Cleveland Indians. Uh, just, you know, talking about season outlook and what they've done these first three games and um paul dolan what a a doucher he is um guzik anything else on uh, the indians like i said before i'm gonna wait till the trade deadline before i talk about whether this team has a chance or not a chance to go to the world series that's my final thought about it all right sounds good yeah as of right now uh no, I do not think they do with this lineup pitching, yes. Um, but, yeah, we'll see if they make any moves um, later on in the season. Um, moving on, though, our, our personal favorite topic, as always, is this week's GFY segment. Um, and for this week's GFY, uh, it's a no-brainer with their tweet earlier in the week. I, I forget what day because I don't really give a fuck. Um, the city of Baltimore. We've already done the city of Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. We'll get to your skyline, chilly, nasty fucking asses. Um, Kentucky fucks. But this week is Baltimore and the Baltimore Ravens or the Baltimore Ratbirds, whatever you want to call them. Um, Baltimore, Baltimore Murderers, Ray Lewis, you know, doesn't matter, whatever you like to call them. Um, there are GFY, go fuck yourself of the week. Guzik, why don't you start us off? Why, why does Baltimore need to go fuck themselves? I mean, the obvious, obvious reason is because they, they took our team from Cleveland. That is the biggest reason of all. Uh, yep, yep. They just, just hate the city of Baltimore, never want to go there. Uh, I don't know why Art Modell wanted to go to Baltimore when they're just a thousand times worse than Cleveland. Yeah, it uh, makes, makes no sense. Shithole city. Don't like you at all. thought it was pretty amazing that the NFL, when you passed away, had a moment of silence in every stadium yeah, besides Cleveland's. You. Yeah. Besides, yeah, mo- besides Cleveland's. Yeah, moment of silence. Rest in hell. And he, he, there's a 100% right. chance. There's a 100% chance during that moment of silence in Cleveland if they had it. Uh, he would have been booed for the entire <laughs> moment of silence, 100%. All right, take it away, Chase. Finish us up. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I know if I was there, I definitely would have booed. I would have probably laughed. Um, fuck that guy. He's the worst human ever to be alive in Cleveland. Um, took our fucking team. Obviously, we're, we weren't alive, but we had to – uh, what am I trying to say? Suffer the consequences of him moving, get the aftermath, 
the team get comes back and it's absolutely just hilarious football, horrible, awful, worst shit ever for 20 years. Um, and that is all because of Art Modell. Um, so fuck you, Baltimore. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Uh, your shitty city. Um, dirty murderers. You name it. Don't like you. I I always have a hard time uh, deciding between which team and city I hate more. If it's the Steelers or if it's the Ravens. I really do. I don't know. Like, I fucking hate both so fucking much. But all the time I think about it, it, it might be the Ravens because they're just a joke. Lost their team. Immediately forgot about it. Get a new team by stealing a team. Fucking diehard fan base. Good-ass team in the NFL for years. Uh, historic. And... Yeah, no, just fuck them. Then they, they got to send a tweet out about the like, 20th or something anniversary of Art Modell officially declaring them the Baltimore Ravens or just fuck them. Hate them. Want to destroy them this year. Do every year. Um, but no, fuck you, Baltimore. Fight me. Music. Go ahead. No, I think you. I think you've nailed it. I think you nailed it, dude. Good. Well, that's our GFY. Baltimore Art Modell. Go fuck yourself, and go Browns. Uh, let's go on now to our last call. Let's wrap this episode up. It's been a pretty eventful episode. Um, last call again. I was drinking just your Jack Daniels Tennessee honey. I've only had it maybe one. I don't even think I've had it twice. I, one time it was all right, so I couldn't really remember. I know I think you said you told me about it in one of the episodes or something, maybe. But yeah, yeah, decided, I love it. I love decided, it. Yeah, I decided to get it. I've been sipping on it. It's yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I don't really, not all the time, drink a whole lot of liquor, but this is. All right, sip on. It's not too bad. Um, it's good stuff. So, no, I like it. Not really a whole lot to explain. It's Jack Daniels. Fucks, you know about it if you're listening to a Drunken Brownie Bits podcast. Um, Guzik, you were drinking Labatt Blue, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a beer. It's very underrated. I just feel like a lot of people have never tried it. I mean, if you try it. You're gonna enjoy it. I, it's, I mean, a beer go is a and beer. try it. I'm telling you. No, I'm telling you. It's, it's it's one of the better beers for the price it's at. It really is. It's just no one wants to try it for whatever reason. It's and a it's, good beer. It's, it's it's on. By the way, it's on special a lot in uh, restaurants. I've noticed. So it's a good beer. It's, it really is. It's pretty solid and it's cheap. So yeah, I I'd say that's pretty good drink for this evening uh next time i think i'll try to get something again that is a little outside the box uh for you listeners tell you how it is but uh just kind of went simple for tonight uh trying to get back into the flow of things since we had a little bit of a layoff there um 
Closing comments, though. I'm glad we're back. What was it, like two weeks or something or ten days? We've been yeah, it was about ten days. Bit. It was about uh, ten days. It felt it felt like a really long fucking time since, like, our Odell episode and all that. But, no, good to be back. Had fucking fun. Can't wait for episode eight next week. Um, go fucking Browns, as usual. Music. Closing closing words. Yep, go Browns. Definitely, always. Go Browns. Go Browns. All right. Uh, but before we leave you guys, our top five. We haven't had a top five in a few episodes. Didn't today. We're finally going to bring it back in episode eight next week. Um, our top five Browns games we want to see in primetime next season. So matchups, um, home, away. We, we're doing top five because I'm assuming we're probably going to have either five or six primetime games. I really think that. So we're going to go ahead and do a top five, what, we, what teams we want to play in primetime. That'll be on next week's episode, episode eight. Um, but, yeah, again, thank you for listening. Um, please continue to listen. Tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter at DrunkenBits. Uh, follow us on Instagram now at DrunkenBrownieBits, all lowercase, please. Brand new to Instagram. Um, but this was another great episode of Drunken Brownie Bits with Goslin and Guzik. And I am so glad you guys are listening. We will see you next week. Thank you. And go motherfucking Cleveland Browns. There we go.